Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Sam the SLB, and alongside me today is the man behind the Twitter, the other half of this operation, Vince McMahon's voice of reason, Scott. We are coming to you from above the ring ship at Studios Premier Wrestling Podcast, covering all things from AEW to WWE worldwide. Coming to you Tuesday. Turner time, baby. <laughs> yes, a little late on this one. We're going to cover some, uh, I don't want to say scraps, because frankly, I mean, this was a great WrestleMania weekend, Scott. Yes, it was. You know, whether we talk about Mania itself, whether we talk about NXT, I've heard great things about Impact, whether we talk about Supercard of Honor, the beginning of the Tony Khan era of Ring of Honor, a lot, a lot to talk about. Guys, make sure that you have listened to the Raw Review, the Go Home Show, the Go Home Show, the post show, Raw of the Mania. It's the biggest Raw of the year. A lot of crazy things, especially with Cody. Cody showing up and mm. talking. I can't say the pendulum is swinging. I would more so say that the renaissance, the wrestling renaissance continues. I like that. That's a, that's a good phrase. It really truly is. The wrestling renaissance. That's where we're at. Uh, First and foremost, we want to kick off. We didn't talk about it because I don't think it dropped till Monday morning that Roman Reigns might be actually potentially be injured True. after such a great bout on Sunday. Yeah, we were we were recording late into the wee hours of Monday morning. Um, but yeah, the the a lot of people were wondering why the match ended so abruptly and, and anticlimactically. And going back, if you if you saw when Roman was stuck in the Camorra lock, uh, there were so, there was some severe bruising in his tricep area and the fact that his shoulder was dislocated. Like this man, after this match ended, went to the ropes, literally grabbed the ropes with his dislocated shoulder and just popped it back in place. And I'm just like, God damn, man. <laughs> yeah, so... We're recording this before Raw, so I'm interested to see what he says uh, about the injury. Hopefully, this is not how his record-breaking title reign ends. Um, I'm assuming it won't be. Knowing them, they should be smart enough. If it's not a severe injury, that they'll, they may have whoever is next in line have to go through the Usos first before they can get to, to Roman. That'd be, I think, at least on my end, that'd be a smart way for me to book that. Uh, it keeps, it allows Roma to continue to hold him on to the title, and it gives Jay and Jimmy a chance to have some main event status for the next pay per view or two. Yeah, um, I think that would be great. I mean, you could even play off like, you know, with Paul Heyman, you know, the new, whatever they call him, I'll say undisputed, undisputed world champion, you know. Guy needs some, you know, you know, the head of the table needs to, you know, I don't want to say rest or something like that, but kind of push it towards like you're not going to see him till backlash, kind of to give him the, you know, give him a little bit, or maybe you know he comes out and he has his microphone, you know, comes out mic, you know, you, kind of like what you're saying, yeah, you want a chance where you got to go through, you know, the family before you come to the head of the table. Got to got to take on the rest of the bloodline first, which would be quite. Again, it's. It, I think it's doable. I think they'll figure it out. I just hope it's not the end because you and I had talked about this potentially is one of the greatest 
Reigns and now with him defeating Brock Lesnar. Yep. Now you're going to build him as a monster that somebody, whoever finally defeats him, needs to be, you know, with David and Goliath all day. Literally will push that person to the moon because right now nobody touch Roman. Brock tried, even broke, maybe broke something, but Roman still won. Yeah. Yeah. So with that, that being said, we're going to cover a couple of different things here. Uh, quickly, want to go through the impact card. Multiverse of matches happened this weekend. Um, I've heard it was good. It was really good. It was at WrestleCon with a lot of other things. I thought this was the very important one to cover, though. Yeah. Let me tell you, I just off the bat, I'm reading, I'm looking at this right now. X Division title match. Trey Miguel defeated Jordan Grace, Chris Bay, Rick Swan, Blake Christian, and Vincent. I love how Jordan Grace is just hanging with the boys right now. She's so good. She deserves it. She should be, in my opinion, the next woman's uh, impact, the next impact world champion who's a woman, if you want my honest opinion. No, I think that would be a good, uh, that would be really good. Uh, yeah, she's she's a monster. She truly is. And I love the fact that Impact is the only real major brand that endorses intergender wrestling. And I honestly, I can understand how some people will be like, no, they shouldn't fight one another. And I get that. It's, you know, it's whatever. But if you do it correctly, it's some of the best wrestling that I've that I've ever seen. So hopefully Impact can continue to run with that. And yeah, I think Jordan Grace can definitely, definitely be the next Impact Heavyweight Champion. Yeah, I think she'd do a great job at that. Uh, following that, we had Nick Aldis and Mickey James defeating Matt Cardona and Chelsea Green. Mike Bailey defeating Alex Shelley. The Influence defeated Decay, Tasha Steele and Savannah Evans, Lady Frost and Gazelle Shaw in a fatal four-way to retain their knockouts tag titles. Tomohiro Ishii. Defeated Eddie Edwards, Josh Alexander, and Jonah defeated Moose and PCO. Deanna Perazzo defeated Fabi Apache to retain the AAA title. And Ty Valkyrie's back. Mm. Um, and she challenged her for re- at Rebellion. Chris Saban defeated Jay White. The Good Brothers defeated the Briscoes. Is that it? Was there no world title match? Guess not. Yeah. But Rough night for the Briscoes. Mm-hmm. We're gonna get right into that. <laughs> let's let's Supercard of Honor. This is the way I think people were hoping. How do I word this? If Final Battle was what the last episode of Nitro was, mm. Supercard of Honor is what the invade the beginning of the invasion should have been. Okay. All right. Um, we had just incredible talent. I know a lot of people were bullshit because they did notice that a lot of AEW talent won titles, et cetera, et cetera. But you know what? Half of them were from Ring of Honor anyways. Right. Um, I didn't watch the op- I didn't watch the pre-show. Cole Cabana defeated Blake Christian. AQA defeated 
Miranda, Elise, Gates Vagony, um, who is part of Tully Blanchard's uh, faction now. Defeated the Shinobi Shadow Squad. Yeah. Then Dalton Cash sold defeated Joe Hendry. <sighs> now, this was... Uh, This is where the show started. We had Swerve Strickland come out and defeat Alex Zane. Swerve, uh, I'm not sure. Was he? Did he ever wrestle in Ring of Honor? I'm assuming so at one point. I don't know because I know he was in Lucha Underground for the longest time and then went directly, I believe, to WWE. So I'm, I'm not sure. If he did, it was before he went to Lucha Underground. Okay. But either way, uh, at this point, I think Swerve is really – Proven really quickly, he's somebody who they need to not drop the ball on. Right. Um, Ninja Mac, he was going to wrestle a new client of Tully Blanchard's. And boy, was this a, this a shock. When Brian Cage walked out the door and is now part of Tully Blanchard's faction, hopefully that, you know, he's somebody who can help drive Ring of Honor. Uh, Agreed. Go you know, I, this was a squash. It was two minutes, 50 seconds long, but I mean, it's Brian cage cage. I think needs to be treated more of a monster than he is, but again, there's so much good talent out there. It's hard to give everybody. You can't give people participation trophies. That's kind of what I'm getting at here. Right. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, following that, we had Jay lethal taking on Lee Moriarty and winning. So this was really a ring of, uh, I mean, Jay Lethal is Ring of Honor. He's the True. franchise of Ring of Honor. So um, this was great. Lee was great. Um, I heard there were some shenanigans towards yeah, the end Jay, of this match. Jay won via, I think, a low blow. Because if we go back to AEW, and this is where I've been telling people, this is where it begins now. This is where we start playing around with the Ring of Honor AEW stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, Loblo and his best friend. I forgot he's a producer or something at Ring of Honor. I forgot his name. Sanjay Dutt. Yeah. I love how I'm like, I don't know. And you're like, eh, I know that guy. <laughs> you're like, I got you. Uh, it's funny. He, you know, there was some shenanigans. It didn't go too far, but it was just kind of like, Jay, what's going on? Like, you know, yeah. A little frustrating. But, it was a great match. Lee Moriarty, again, is a talent that they picked up. And I'm just like, dude, why are we not seeing more of him? Yep. This, uh, yes, the roster is bloated. I have to, I hear it over and over again. But a lot of their talent's fucking great. Yeah. They're not uh, wasted. Sure, whatever. But they're not stuck doing house shows for one company for 300 days a year. They can go anywhere else while they're signed with AEW. Right. And I don't know if wasted is a would be the best word for for other people to use because they're not i mean yeah they get to wrestle in dark and elevation but now they have a roh and that's a whole nother big brand that they can play with and i know that tony's going to want to recycle through his his aew guys from time to time that's all good and fine but these young stars you throw them in roh now you leave them there let them let them compete for the titles there let them hone their craft let ROH be NXT, you know, to their WWE main roster. Let's uh, let's be honest. It was NXT before NXT. 
A hundred percent. You are, you are a hundred percent correct. Yes. ROH was at one time the place to be for independent wrestlers. Now it can be that again. And it's now a feeder system for AEW. So absolutely go, let them just go rampant. You put somebody in charge of them. I mean, if you want to have some type of general manager, I think that would be great. And then just let them run. Let them have fun. They have their trios titles down there. They have everything else. Let them go. Let them have fun. Scott's about to blow a gasket. Think about the trios titles coming to AEW <laughs> at one point. Oh, my God. I The rumors that I hear is that it'll come back when Kenny eventually returns from his injuries. And, yep. But at this point, they don't need to bring – they don't need to bring – make their own. They can use the Ring of Honor ones. They could, absolutely. And it wouldn't surprise me if they did right off the bat. Will they may will AEW eventually maybe have their own? Probably, but we'll see. We will, we will. And we're only we're only we're about halfway through this card. Uh Mercedes Martinez defeated Willow Nightingale to become the interim Ring of Honor women's champion. That was a good match. Uh following that, we had potentially the best match of the night. And Scott, if there's two matches that you need to go back and watch, this is one of them, FTR, wrestling and defeating the Briscoes. Insanity. For the world. I saw, a lot, of the, I saw a lot of the clips. Um, I, I just haven't had time to go back to, to watch the whole show, which I, I will do at some point. But, my God. Just, my, okay, so this is, Ash, this is, I think, the first time Ashley has watched wrestling with me. And this was the match, I think, that where she kind of got a little, like, invested. Nice. She got invested. So she actually left at the end of this match because she had to work the following morning. Right. And again, you know, FTR, the Briscoes, and they hug it out. You're like, but they're kind of heels. Well, I mean, they're not really heels anymore. They're yeah. like, you know, the pinnacle is doing whatever it's doing right now. But, like, it was like a moment. And they were hugging it. And it was just, I got choked up. I get choked up. I'm like, this was a, this this was a thing, and then, and then, who else but the greatest tag team of all time to ever come out of Ring of Honor shows up, the Young Bucks, uh. and the Bucks coming in. And as soon as I like jumped, Ashley, who's literally opening the door, she says, "Oh wait a minute, I gotta come and see what's going on. This sounds <laughs> yes. important." And I'm like, "Okay, yeah." And she's like, and she's hearing, and she hears the line where they go. We made this company what it was. Well, how did they word it? It goes, we made this company how it was, left and made a whole nother successful multi-million dollar company. And she's like, did that, uh, is that? I go, that's exactly what happened. Yep. Give or take. But yeah, I was, and I'm, and then they go, and this is where, you know, my buddy offered me tickets to AEW. And I was like, yeah, maybe I'll go, whatever. They're like, yeah, FTR Young Bucks 2 happening. But the Ring of Honor and the AAA titles are now on the line. And I was like, mm. what? Yep. What? I, this, oh man, I am like so, what world do we live in right now? It's the best timeline. The wrestling, timeline. Re, the wrestling the best renaissance. <laughs> um, Next up, Minoru Suzuki took on Rhett Titus and defeated him for his first ever U.S. title. You know, 
The crowd went nuts. You know, his theme song was playing. They were all singing along. Oh, it's great. And he's a, he's a great wrestler. Uh, I mean, the fact that I haven't seen him main event in New Japan in a while, a little upsetting. But, you know, again, New Japan, top, top, top of their game. You know, it's hard to make your way to the top of that company. Right. So congrats to him. I'm excited to see what he does there. And we don't even have a show yet. We don't even know what's happening now. Right. I actually pulled up something on Facebook, on uh, Google. I'm like, did I miss any news before we continue having this conversation? <laughs> um, following that, we had Wheeler Yuta taking on and defeating Josh Woods for the Ring of Honor Pure Championship. This was a lot of fun. I'm not sure if you're familiar with the Pure Championship. Uh, actually, Final Battle was the first time I actually ever watched a Pure Rules fight and i want more of this i loved it i, I love the little stipulations they have inside them and the, the rules and everything it was great it, it's it's like pure wrestling that's kind of what it comes down yeah. to and it's a lot of it was i thought it was a lot of fun i'm like wow i go we're not just getting a oh yeah here's another title this is for i don't know women between the, the <laughs> weight of like 165 and 203 you know, it's like, now we got this new championship and what you got to do to get this championship. You know, one of the coolest things is you only get three rope breaks. Yes, I love that. I thought that was great. After mm-hmm. that, it's no holds. It's, there's no rope breaks. You, 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 you're stuck in the submission. It's too bad. I think the other one that I thought was really cool is you only get like one uh, closed fist hit or something like that. Yes. And then you get a warning. Yep. Uh, a lot of cool little things with this one. A lot of cool... And I enjoyed it. And Wheeler Yuta, like I said, you know, we've been, especially with him potentially going to, um, is it uh, William Regal's faction there? Yes. Yes. And with him getting this victory, I didn't realize this, but he wasn't signed and he got his contract after this match. I Wait, saw he wasn't that. signed with AEW? He, no. Wow. I, I was just as surprised as, as, as you are. But yeah, he's he is now all elite. He now has a full a full contract with them. Which in that alone, and we'll talk about the main event in a minute. Um, it makes me wonder now is if all and I'm gonna assume so, all Ring of Honor talent will be considered AEW talent. Like you will need to be all, you know. An AEW wrestler to work with Ring of Honor rather than be like, yo, you're contracted with Ring of Honor. I wonder if they're just doing like a blanket thing where it's like you're an AEW signed wrestler and you work with Ring of Honor if you want. I don't know. Or I don't know. I, I don't know because I didn't see one with Dalton, Dalton Castle. But then again, I probably I might have missed it. I don't know. Um, but yeah, that'd be an, that's, a, that's an interesting thing like how that contracts work with that. If it's something, if you're signed just to ROH or if you're signed with like AEW or a two way or I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah, uh, the, I, I'm wondering when Tony, maybe he'll make some announcements uh, Wednesday in regards to what they're going to be doing because there's, okay, Supercard of Honor, Ring of Honor is back. Now what? Right. Yeah, we don't have gotta, a TV show yet. Yeah, you got to do something. <laughs> Let us know what's going on. Because I think you and I, as much as we are consumed, and again, we don't get to watch Dark or Elevation. There's a lot that goes on there. And a lot of it's pre-taped anyways, but like if there's going to be a Ring of Honor show, I think you and I are, we're on board weekly. Yep. And I think it's very important because of what has happened on this show. I think this stuff is really going to play into what goes on in AEW and vice versa. Uh, yeah. No, I definitely agree with you there. Um, last but not least, <sighs> winner takes all match. 
wow, I feel like I saw two of those this weekend. <laughs> um, Jonathan Grisham taking on Bandito with Chavo Guerrero on the side to become the undisputed Ring of Honor world champion. Uh, this was a little different for those of you who aren't familiar with what was going on in Ring of Honor. This wasn't a WWE thing where it's like, oh, they already had two champions and we're just going to take the idea. Now, I guess what happened was I think Bandito got injured during final battle. Jonathan Grisham. No, he got injured. He couldn't wrestle at final battle. I think he was injured. No, he had COVID. He had COVID. He got so he COVID like, like two days before. So they had to do a last minute thing with um, Jonathan Grisham and Jay Lethal for the original Ring of Honor championship. So this was the who's going to be the actual ROH champion. And yeah, uh, I, the right man won. The right man opinion. won. Jonathan Grisham just looked, and I liked Bandito, don't get me wrong. He was fun to watch. He actually, it was a point where Chavo got involved and he actually, Bandito, look, I've never seen this before. Bandito looked at the ref, looked at Chavo and goes, get him out of here. Like, All right. I'm like, wow, I've never seen somebody do that to their own ballet before. <laughs> Chavo just, nobody likes Chavo anymore, apparently. then. <laughs> He's either getting attacked or he's getting tossed or Chavo. <laughs> no, he was, uh, it was cool. And, you know, Jonathan Grisham, I've seen him wrestle at Ring of Honor shows and over time he's gotten better. I was always wondering why he has the octopus persona, but the way he can put people in different submissions and technical moves, he's so good. He's so good. And I'm so glad he won. And I'm so glad he's going to be the face of Ring of Honor going into the Tony Khan era. But. So, out of all this, he gets the belt, Spandito leaves, Jay Lethal comes out. And Jay Lethal talks about how he was his mentor and how he wouldn't be where he is without him and da-da-da-da-da. So, he says, I deserve those title, that title shot first. Gresham's like, you don't. Jay Lethal attacked him. And then, oh, what you just said his name earlier. Sanjay Dutt. <laughs> yeah. He's like looking at him like, what? And then they both start attacking him. And you're like, oh, okay, we're, we're, we're doing this. And again, it makes sense. A lot of people, were, you know, it's funny. Again, Ashley was watching this. And she goes, this is kind of comical that this happened. I go, but you know what? Yeah, you're looking at it. How do I word this? If you take this as a snapshot of what's going on in wrestling, sure, yeah. it looks like an episode of Jerry Spring. Right. But when you go down the road of how we've gotten to this point, there's way more to it than just say, oh, we're going to brawl out in a ring. So they're kicking him this and that. All of a sudden, this music starts playing. A tube. It sounds like a tuba going. And I don't know if this was, again, I never watched him in Ring of Honor. It was his previous music. It was his previous music. Yep. But the moment, like, like all I, I heard it going, and then he walked out, and the play, I, I lost my mind. I knew you were going to wait to watch it. And I'm just like, I freaked out. I'm like, Scott, Scott, Scott. And you're like, what? And I'm like, just lose. And I, I don't know if you had to just happen to look at Twitter at, at that, that point, point. I just, I had to, I had, because when you, when you got so excited and I knew I was not going to be able to stay up and watch them, like, I have to just see what it is. And then when I was saw it was Samoa Joe. Uh, <laughs> oh man, I think you and I just blew up our, each other's phones with just letters and like characters because we were just freaking out. Oh. Samoa Joe is home in ROH. He is also all elite. He will be a dynamite. Sam gets to see all this live. I get to cry from my couch as I live tweet it. <laughs> I'm, dude, I'm, I'm like, I can't. I'm, 
you know, Samojo came out, he saved him, he took Grisham out, you know, he rate, you know, raised his hand and whatnot. Joe, I think he had a short speech afterwards. He's just like, yo, it's been a while. Da, 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 da. You know, I'm here. I'm back. I'm glad you guys miss me. And I think, again, everyone's going to handle things differently. CM Punk aired his gripes out when he was with WWE. Samoa Joe, and whether he was left on good terms or not with, I don't think most of these people leave on bad terms with Triple H. I'm almost convinced Triple H fights for them as hard as he can. Right. But, you know, he came out and he goes, I'm back because I love pro wrestling. Yeah. The pro wrestling word came out. Yeah. So the real fight right now is not which company's better, but do you like pro wrestling or do you like sports entertainment? Right. I think that's where we're kind of leaning towards at this point. But and, and and that's fine. I mean, there are people who want to go out there and entertain, and then there's people who want to go out there and just wrestle, and that's great. We have we now have two beautiful avenues of which for you to choose if you're a professional or if you're a professional wrestler slash sports entertainer. What do you want to do? You have your choices, and you have other choices on the way to the big choices. So enjoy mm-hmm. the ride and just go out there and kick ass. Yeah, um, and there's so many people out there that, you know, you and I, we just, we eat it up. Yeah. We eat it up. I will tell you right now, this is kind of the same reason why I'm like excited to see. And for those football fans out there, the XFL to come back. Finally, the USFL to come back. Yep. You know, we could talk about the other sports. They do have other leagues and whatnot, but the NFL really has nothing. There's nothing else besides the NFL arena football. Canadian football league. Like it's cool to be like, Oh, we got more, we got more football. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to just like leave yourself with this is this, this is what's going on. That's that. And I think people like Ashley, my, uh, my buddy, John's girlfriend, I think they don't realize, you know, John and I are old enough to remember the WWF, the tail end of the wars, the knowledge from our parents about what happened in the eighties where there, by the time they even cared about anything, it's WWE, nothing else existed. Right. Um, I was going on a tangent there. But it's a good tangent, though. Makes it, it's it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> mm-hmm. And also, it kind of goes back, like you said, some people, you know, some people in the company they want to go out there and be superstars. Great, you go be a superstar. WWE can help you with that. Some people want to be wrestlers. Great. There are fans. Some fans prefer the eight, what's going on WWE all day long. Great. There are some people in AEW who like what's going on in AEW all day. Great. You know, I know we were talking about Cody Rhodes and how there was a lot of heat he got online from the AEW marks. You know, I actually, it's enjoy what you like. Enjoy what you like. Like, be happy for him if you don't, you know, again, they were booing him and whatnot. Um, but at the same time, I did see people complaining about the Samoa Joe thing, being like, Ring of Honor's trying to take from Undertaker's moment. And it's like, bro, fucking, like, breathe. They yeah. booked the show. Yeah. That's when it happens. If you're watching it, great. If you're not, shut up and continue watching the Hall of Fame. Sorry, I think my biggest gripe of people is still the IWC and how just, I guess any, the internet community in general, how toxic it gets. 
Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of tribalism when it comes to what some fans like, and they don't want to budge on it. Like, like we run into, like when I'm on Twitter tweeting, like I, I run into so many different troll accounts that are hardcore one way or hardcore the other. And regardless of some of the great stuff that happens, they still find some, some little tidbit to crap on it. And they get a whole bunch of people that like it. And they get a whole bunch of people that quote tweet them and try to bury them. And it's just, I get it. If you're doing it for clout, that's fine. That, that whatever. Some of these accounts out there are actually pretty damn entertaining, even though it's ridiculous nonsense that they're spewing. It's it's kind of hilarious to read. But then you have some people who, in like a genuine moment, they just they feel the, the need to come in there and say something stupid. And then you watch the remainder of the Internet wrestling community come in and just bury this person. <laughs> That's what I like to see, because it's like, read the room. If you can't read the room and you, you just want to spew nonsense, you're going to get shit on for it and you're going to get dragged through the mud. So I hope you have your, you know, the right type of clothing on because you're, you're screwed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't wear that white sweater your mother's knitted you. Like, That's right. But that being said, yeah, Samoa Joe, he's signed. He's all elite. He will be on Dynamite. But he's on, again, he's on Ring of Honor. And this is, makes me wonder. I think they might be just AEW talent who's going to work in between. I need to know what happens next. Just like Cody. Like immediately, once he came out, and I said, doubt in Thomas all day, until he fucking comes out there, I'm not yep. going to believe it. Yep. Um, I need to know what happens. What are we doing, Tony? What's what's Ring of Honor's next step? Yep. So, yep. And it's, it's funny that you mentioned teachers. Because if I remember correctly... Samoa Joe was Jay Lethal's teacher. Yep. Then he made a he made a point of that when he came out. So, yeah, but yeah. So yeah, it's 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 good shit. <laughs> it's you know what twenty twenty. It's I thought I thought we were like, I thought the wrestling renaissance had like. Uh, it's still going. It's not even like, I, I don't even know when this is going to end. You know, there's like always highs and lows and whatnot. But man, I mean, this got, we're not at the peak. We're nowhere close to the peak. No. We nope. climbed a hill and found a whole nother mountain. Yep. <sighs> you know, between Cody, Samoa Joe, Rick Bonner, Impact, New Japan, I just, <sighs> crazy enough though, <clears throat> we still have, NXT stand delivered to talk about. Yep. Solid, solid pay-per-view. You know, does it meet the hype of the takeovers? I wouldn't say no. It definitely is its own thing now. Stand and deliver, it's yes. its own thing. Yep. Um, Scott, I will let you leave this one. Um, so I've watched super. I mean, I watched both of them, but I'll let you take the lead on uh, NXT here. <laughs> All right. Let us pull up all the lovely juicy tidbits for Stand and Deliver. So we had ourselves. Actually, that's. Hold on. I was like, wait, there's there's more matches on this than there was. <laughs> we had seven matches. Uh, we kicked off with our kickoff show. Uh, we had Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai taking on and actually defeating 
Toxic Attraction, uh, uh, Gigi Dolan and JC Jane to take the NXT Women's Tag Team Championships, which I was actually a little surprised by. Uh, Toxic Attraction had been running NXT for the longest amount of time. And the fact that this, the, the newly reformed Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai team just come in and take the titles uh, to become, I believe, the first time, the first ever two-time uh, NXT Women's Tag Team Champions was a cool moment and also made me worry a little for, uh, for Mandy. <laughs> uh, we then jumped right in to start off the show with the five-man North American ladder match. This, holy shit. <laughs> this was, for me, probably top five of the whole weekend, uh, match-wise. Um, with uh, the North American Championship finally going to the moon with Cameron Grimes getting that big victory. The amount of like ladder spots in this match was just absolutely batshit crazy. Um, but it's nice to see Cam- uh, Cameron Grimes finally getting the win. I-, I don't expect Carmelo to be held up by this at all. The man should immediately now be going for the main title. Um, but who, who will he challenge? We'll find out. Our next match was Tony D'Angelo becoming the new quote unquote Don of NXT as he defeated Tommaso Ciampa in a very emotional match. Um, as Ciampa went to leave, uh, Papa Trips came out, had a nice little moment with him on the top of the stage, of course. I missed it because Peacock decided it wanted to have a commercial break. (laughs) So they ended up thankfully playing a replay after that because it was something that, that no fan should miss regardless of if they're there or not. So I thought that was nice. Uh, We then had the triple threat match for the tag team championships as MSK took on and defeated Imperium and the Creed brothers to regain their titles. I feel like Imperium now will be debuting, if not on Raw, will be on SmackDown. I, I, I just have that feeling. Um, one side note, they changed Imperium's theme, and I'm big sad about it. <laughs> I was not a happy camper when they changed that music. It, they had the perfect theme, and now it's they've, they've main-rostered them when it comes to the theme song. And, I mean, listening to it, of course, twice, because... It, Gunther ended up getting it as well later on, but I like it, but it's not the original theme. It's, it's yeah, this, that was iconic. I don't know if there was a reason why they had to change it, but it is what it is. Uh, the next match was the fatal four way for the women's title. Uh, Mandy Rose taking on Cora Jade, uh, Kaylee Ray and Io Shirai with Mandy actually winning and, retaining her title, which I was really surprised with. Uh, I expected this to be uh, either Kaylee Ray or Cora Jade's moment. Um, Io Shirai actually ate the pin, I believe, and I think she will be another one who will get called up to the main roster. It's just time. Um, Gunther took on LA Knight with Gunther getting the win via the pinfall uh, with his giant powerbomb. Chops everywhere. Chests were pink. 
it was just it was it was all it, it was a Gunther match, you know, whatever it is, what it is. Uh, it was a good match. Uh, LA Knight, another one I feel like will be called up sooner rather than later. And then your main event, the NXT Championship, Dolph Ziggler, the show off himself with Robert Roode taking on and defeating Braun Breaker. This I did not see coming. Um, yeah, I, it's funny. I walked away for a moment and then I was in the middle of something and then the match ended and I was like, wait a minute. That's not how I thought that'd go. Right. Uh, but I think from what I remember is that Vince has been so impressed with Braun that I think he's calling Braun up as well. Also with Braun being the one to induct his father and his uncle into the hall of fame. We got Scott Steiner and a live mic, but it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> they kind of went off the rail with a story about some cows and, and, and the Macho Man, but, you know, it is it, it is what it is. It's Scott Steiner. We just accept it. We just accept it. Did you get any Steiner masks? No, we didn't get any Steiner masks. So I was a little sad by that, but it's, it, is, it is what it is. Um, so for, for this entire uh, card, it was a good show. It was a great primer for night one of WrestleMania. I feel like half of this, half of the people in this could get called up this week, which I, I personally would love because it's time to refresh when it comes to the main roster. You've had a lot of the same repeats and matches for a long time now. This is the reset moment. Let's get some good shit going. I know we already got Veer, who's been coming since October. He's finally showing up on Raw. Um, Sam, I, I don't know if you've seen any of the memes for it, but it's been one of the funniest things in the entire world on Twitter. Um, but that should be interesting. Part of me kind of hopes he comes out and interrupts Cody tonight, which I think would be hilarious, but that's just me. Uh, but yeah, we could get a number of these, these uh superstars that lost could find their way to the main roster. Yeah, um, I would hope so. I would absolutely hope so. There's a lot of, um, I mean, they've whittled the roster down. So I don't know how the main roster looks from what we saw, but from my, I mean, from when it looks like that looks like there's a lot of the roster covered. Yeah. Um, obviously certain people like Ricochet didn't wrestle or Damian Priest didn't wrestle. But from my understanding, it almost feels like, uh, actually now, you know what? Let's, let's do this. I'm kind of curious now. Uh, because I know like there was there was a big um people made a big stink about this and I actually I kind of agree like there was no intercontinental there was no United States presence at WrestleMania at all you had both nights you could have easily thrown them in the pre-show which just ended up turning out uh, turning into four hours of just vignettes interviews with celebrities and maybe a few with the wrestlers it's like you could have easily threw some matches in there but they decided against it. So it is what it is. I thought it would have been nice to have a, you know, maybe an intercontinental ladder match in memoriam for Scott Hall, you know, something like that. They could have easily done that, but they chose not to. I mean, I get it. They both wrestled on the SmackDown before Mania, but even still, I mean, it's, it's, it's not WrestleMania. You don't get that WrestleMania payday. It's like, I don't know. So you have 26 women on the main roster yep. and between 60 and 70 men mm -hmm. on the main roster. 
And okay. a lot of this talent, and I, widely enough, I'm like, look, and there was a lot of this talent that showed. Um, granted, I'm seeing now and I'm having those moments where I'm like, where the fuck was like War Machine? I'm going to say War Machine because I don't even know what they're called. The Viking experience. Raiders. Raider. Yeah. The experience, the Jimi Hendrix experience. I don't know <laughs> anymore. Well, I mean, uh, the Viking Raiders have had a heavy presence on, on, um, on raw so they've been kind of in the middle of or not raw on smackdown having their uh their moments with uh the usos but yeah other other than that they really haven't been doing all that much recently um then you also of course you got people like t-bar or dominic dajakovic for those of you who refuse to acknowledge his retribution name i think he'd be a perfect example of throwing him back in nxt He's been a mainstay on main events, but he, he the only time he was on actual television was when he had a match with Omos, and Omos destroyed him in like 20 seconds, which was very sad. Like, this man can wrestle. Throw him back at NXT. Let him have some fun down there. Or at this point, let him go. Let him, let him go somewhere else. Let him go have some fun. I'd, like to, I'd love to watch him in the Indies again. Yeah, yeah. I think it's almost time that they mix things up. Um, you're always going to have big blood rosters, whether it be WWE or AEW. Like, there's so there's so much talent now. It's yep. I don't know. I've heard the spots open about Ring of Honor. You know, just yeah. Uh... yeah, I know exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's just it's it's they have so much so much talent. Find a way to utilize them in their best spots. Agreed. Agreed. Well, it was good. It was a great weekend. Mm. Um, I really feel like across the board, like a door shut and then a new door opened. Yeah. Between Cody, between Samoa Joe, between Roman Reigns. Um, a lot of people. I just There's something I just... I don't know. I'm looking forward. I can't believe I'm going to actually watch fucking Raw. <laughs> um, for the first time in a while. But cannot wait, Scott. Looking forward to it. I'm glad we got to do this. I'm glad that Mr. Zach from Back to the Ring joined us. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always a blast. But guys, thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us. Remember, we're not done. The year's only begun, hmm. especially right now. You're talking right there to your ship at Studios World Champion right now. <laughs> the new season, as quickly as it ended, the new season began. That right is very there. true. That is very true. Giant target on my back, and I, I look forward to Double or Nothing when everybody gets their first chance to do their picks. Will we have new competitors? insert the <laughs> smash brothers new challenger approaching gif here it's there's a lot of uncertainty a lot of fun but i'm glad everybody's back to zero and zero and i get to enjoy my championship for as long as i get a chance to have it <laughs> yeah and i'm looking forward to what the next round is going to bring uh Guys, again, thank you so much for listening. If you don't do so, please follow us on Twitter at Above the Ring. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Above the Ring. Do not forget to follow Ship It Studios as well. You can find myself as the SOB official and Scott at Scotty J Stream on Twitter. 
We are on all streaming platforms. If there's one you cannot find us on, please let us know and we will try to get ourselves on there. On your streaming platform, please make sure you like, share, subscribe, leave a comment, leave a review, tell people why about the ring. Back to the ring. And Chip It Studios is the podcast of your choosing for wrestling and why they should listen to us as well. WrestleMania week coming gone, but the renaissance continues. Guys, don't forget to ship it. And as always, do not forget to join the Bedlam. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.